Hi, this is Tim Jones. I'm the composer for Chuck, and you're listening to Chuck versus the Podcast. Hi, my name is Graham Jones, but you can call me Gray. This is my show. It's about Chuck. It's filled with interviews, the latest news, crazy co-hosts, and spoilers that'll make your day. Oh, wait, wait, I need to go back. I host these TV nights. They used to be pretty boring, but everything changed when I found NBC's new show, Chuck. Pretty soon, my TV night got pretty crowded. Guys I didn't even know were showing up the door. Big important guys. Really scary, nasty, get killed for hosting them guys. Next thing I know, these super episodes are downloaded into my brain. Which means every moment of my life, I'm thinking about Chuck. ChuckTV.net sent their top people to protect me. That's Mel and Liz. They're pretty zany. They co-host with me now as a cover. So now I must welcome you to Chuck vs. the Podcast. The first and only podcast for NBC's Chuck. This is Gray. This is Mel. And Liz. And all three of us are back this week to cover episode three and four of Chuck. And this is our 10th episode. We're very excited that we've come to this little tiny milestone. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Where's my cake? (laughs) (laughs) I think that comes at the sweet 16. Oh, darn it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I'm making a note of that. (laughs) Okay. We're going to roll right into it with some news. Uh, Very, very exciting to have Chuck rolling. And not only is Chuck rolling, but the webisodes are rolling. What can you guys tell us about that? Well, they're doing a series of webisodes that are basically buy more training videos, which if you've ever worked for any kind of a corporate office, you've probably had to sit through the boring, you know, this is works, uh, environmental safety sexual harassment, all of that stuff, leadership qualities. But these are um, the same type of video, but with a buy more slant. So definitely check them out. I guarantee you're not going to see anything like this where you work. Mm-hmm. And we won't see anything like that in Canada. No, these are for the U.S. only uh, at this point. I imagine they'll be on the season two DVDs, but at this point they're available uh, only at NBC.com slash check. And Hopefully soon those of you outside the U.S. will get to see them as well. But for now, it is just U.S. viewers that can see them. Oh, well, that's okay. But uh, speaking of viewers, um, we want to let everybody know how the ratings have been. They've been pretty good. Ratings for Episode 2 had a little bit of a dip down to 5.89 million viewers. But Episode 3 was up a little at 6.01. And Episode 4 got all the way to 6.7, which is really exciting. And hopefully that's an upward trend that's going to keep on going up. Yeah, and I think once they factor in the time-shifted uh, viewing, which is people who have DVRs who watch it not live, you know, they, they watch it later on. It just takes like four weeks for those ratings to come out. So we know that last season, once those um, numbers came out, they added about 2 million viewers per week to check. So I think NBC's got to be pretty happy with what they're getting once they factor in the DVR ratings as well. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think they've been terribly worried. No. I mean, they already gave it a full season pickup, so... Yeah, uh, something we should have announced last week, um, but because Liz wasn't with us, we we left it till this week. Liz, can you tell us who won our contest? Yes, our winner of that contest a few couple months ago now was Gallery Whore. <laughs> I know, <laughs> lovely name. I know. I'm so sure yeah. she's glad to have that on the air. <laughs> announced live. Yes. Yeah, and what did she win? It was what a Comic Con she- prize pack. Some goodies that we brought back from, brought back from Comic Con. There was a uh, comic book and some post-its that had the Chuck logo and just some other 
goodies that they were giving away um, at the check booth at Comic-Con. Yeah, there was a poster. There was a nice poster mm-hmm. in there. Um, yeah. yeah, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> it was a nice pack, though. It was. I hope she's happy with it. Yeah. Very cool. We're going to definitely have some more contests soon. And some more news, just little tidbits. Uh, the music for season two has been updated on ChuckTV.net. And what other stuff is up on ChuckTV.net? We have been adding things. Just, I mean, there are some days where we're on there every five minutes adding things. Uh, there's so much that they're doing in support of the show, which is very, very nice to see, especially when we're a little concerned about the ratings, but clearly NBC's behind this show. Um, so we, like you said, we've updated the music for season two, and that includes links to iTunes to download the songs, which I particular, particularly enjoyed the uh, 204 songs since that was a flashback to 1998. We got some Backstreet Boys and 311, and yeah, so oh, that yeah. was fun. Yeah, that was a fun list to put up. Um, we've got screen caps for the first four episodes available in the gallery. And we've also just added the first batch of photos from the Jill trilogy, episode 206, which will be airing. um, This next episode is 205, and so the Jill trilogy starts on um, November 3rd. Can anybody say sweeps? Sweeps! Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. So we've got the uh, batch of photos up for that episode, which bring back Jill, and Casey's got a soul patch. So go check it out. Very cool. And speaking about episodes, we have two episodes to cover this week, uh, 203 and 204, um, Chuck versus the Breakup and Chuck versus the Cougars. Um, I I liked episode three. I think you guys maybe liked it a little bit more. I thought episode three was pretty good, yeah. it was. I liked it, yeah. I liked the, them bringing Bryce back because Bryce always poses a challenge to Chuck and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he throws a nice wrench into the the Chera relationship. Um, but we had some actual, well, it was actually not progress for the relationship, except that it was. They had the big talk at the end mm-hmm. where they break the breakup. Um, but if you really look, listen to what Chuck is saying, he's listing out the reasons why they can't be together. And he agrees with Sarah that they should keep it professional, which you can see on her face that she's changed her mind. But since Chuck is saying that, well, she's, you know, that's fine. Then we'll just stick with professional. Um, but because he's setting up all these reasons why they can't have a real relationship. And then just, I mean, immediately starting with this week's episode with 204, they start knocking down those reasons, mm-hmm. which I think is a, an effective plot device for us to, to see them acknowledge what it is that's standing in their way and then just have the series just, keep, you know, knock those knock those out so that they don't really have a reason to be apart yeah well i i, I would say i i did really like the interplay with with chuck and sarah and i and i like that plot moving forward but i think what soured it for me is the subplot with morgan and michael strahan's character i i just thought was a little predictable um i i expected more from it i think you know, I feel the same way. I was I was kind of disappointed in it, um, but I don't like anything that has to do with bullies. You know, bullies um, picking on the little guy, mm-hmm. and I was really hoping for um, for there to be a without Anna getting involved, <laughs> a one on one. You know, um, 
between the two. And I was really hoping for that. I was kind of disappointed that it was Anna that had to come in and save the day. So I don't know if that's really in character for the two of them, but I don't know. I I was kind of kind of just a little bit disappointed. Yeah. Now, see, I loved that Anna came in and saved the day and that Casey was clearly so uh, he was so gleeful to see her. I mean, he's immediately on the phone saying, I've got a potential recruit and checks like, no. Yeah, that was funny. That was <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah. And it was completely in character for for Casey to be just delighted to have discovered this, you know, unknown potential and immediately want to take advantage of it. Yeah, I mean that that was the only thing that kind of redeemed it for me. Um, yeah, I, it wasn't that I didn't like the episode. I I just I guess I expected more out of it, and and part of it too is um is the talk earlier on about how they were so pleased with how Michael Strahan did. I I think I came into it with higher expectations. It seems to me that some of that got cut. Mm -hmm. That's that's my guess is is some of his part got cut uh, for time probably. Because there was a lot going on in the A story. So, my, yeah, I'm guessing that when he was actually on set, they were really pleased with what he had done. I hope we get some extended scenes with him on the season two DVD. But yeah. Because he's a funny guy he in is real a life. Guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And on screen, he looked he, he looked great. And, uh, and it wasn't that I, I necessarily had anything um, to complain about with him personally, but it was more that it was just a, a very... How they used him. They didn't use him to his full potential. Yeah, and, and it yeah. was in the bully storyline, there was nothing new. I'd, I'd seen that maybe five times before in different other shows and movies, and, and there wasn't anything that I, other than Anna coming at the end of it, that, that was really new for me. Right. Yeah. I felt the same way. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Anyway, moving on to episode four, however, I thought was the best episode so far of season two, for sure. And I'd, I'd put it in my top three for the whole series. Uh, Chuck versus the Cougars was amazing um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, the backstory and Sarah's character, the the whole high school reunion. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, I love high school reunion stuff. What do you What did you guys think? Oh, I'm a sucker for a high school reunion flashback scenario. So I, I really enjoyed this one. You know, Nicole Richie surprised me. Um, I'm not a fan and I wasn't really looking forward to this, but um, she really surprised me. She really brought it in this episode and uh, she was, she was tough. She kicked some butt. <laughs> she was, man, yeah. you know, all that uh, hoopla about the, the shower fight scene. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that was, it was, you know, in, in my mind, what they did was they took like that, kind of maxim fantasy uh, girl fight in the shower mm -hmm. and completely upended it. That was probably the most brutal fight scene we have seen on Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. Which I just love that they did that. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, you know, two girls fighting in the shower. Not what you think it is. No, it was a lot tougher. It was. Yeah. A lot meaner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really was. Which, you know, I think that kind of goes back. We were talking about bullies and you know, we didn't care for the how that was played out with Morgan and, and um, Mitt from season uh, from 203. But this was a similar situation where right. Nicole Richie's character, Heather Chandler, you know, shout out to Heather's. Um, she was bullying Sarah, well, Jenny mm -hmm. in high school. And then she was keeping up with the bullying just in a more subtle way in in this episode or in the present day. So, yeah. How about that transformation um, of Sarah's look? You know, I literally thought it was a different actress. 
especially yeah, I did at too. first. Like I thought, wow, is that her younger sister? Or did they did they <gasps> just find somebody that was a spitting image of her? And then to realize yeah. it was actually her. Like, kudos to um, Yvonne Strahovski. I mean, that was amazing. Yeah, and the, the hair and makeup people too. They did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fabulous. But my my favorite part of the episode was definitely when Chuck was taking the credit for saving <laughs> saving Mark, Mark Ratner. Ratner. Oh uh-huh. my goodness! I mean that that was a throwback to some of the funniest stuff we'd seen in season one, I think. And you know he's getting so much more comfortable with this role of of being Charles Carmichael. Yeah. He's really starting to embrace it, but there are still, you know, moments where, again, you know, he screams and runs, screams like a girl and runs away. Yeah. So he's still our case, or I mean, he's still our Chuck, but he's. It's nice to see that um, growth yeah. for the character. Well, and and he's taking charge more. Mm-hmm. Um, just in general, like he was the one who initiated doing the high school reunion, and he he runs up to the to the front to the DJ. Um, place and that, mean, that was inspired yeah that was very very brilliant um and i love seeing that i love seeing him realize hey wait a second i have something to offer here mm-hmm. and i think that casey is starting to realize that too you know he kind of in this episode at first he was you know giving his grunts about chuck getting the credit but i think as as the episode progressed we started to see that he was realizing that chuck is an asset in more ways than just you know what happens to be downloaded into his brain yeah that he's watching him especially after the uh genius way he uh, identified the two agents at at the high school reunion by getting up on the dj booth and using the spotlight yeah um i think that he's starting to get casey's respect and casey's maybe he seems to be taking on more of a teacher role, mm-hmm. you know, starting to teach Chuck how to be a spy, which is really interesting when you consider he's the one that has the termination order. Yeah. And and you're starting to see some detail, too, with um, uh, the cheeseburger scene mm-hmm. paralleling episode four of last season. Um, you've got uh, Chuck saying sometimes the nerd gets the girl. Mm hmm. Um, and and think that things that are kind of rewarding fans who follow the show over a longer period of time versus uh, somebody who is watching it for the first time. Right. And if you go back in and you look at episode 104, the fourth episode of season one, and how that ends where he comes and he brings food to Sarah's apartment, and he's kind of not sure he should be there, but... You know, he comes on in and and he begs her to tell him something, anything that's real, but she won't do it until he's out of the room. And then she says, my middle name is Lisa. Mm -hmm. And in this fourth, the fourth episode of this season, he brings food to her apartment again. But boy, is he comfortable. Have you noticed that he's just plopping down on the bed and (laughs) making himself at home? I think it's clear that they've been uh, fraternizing between episodes. They're very comfortable with each other. But he again brings her food. And this, but this time she says, You can ask me anything about my past. You can, ha- you can ask me one question and I'll answer it. And he, I think, very wisely says, No, I don't need to. I know who you are. I don't need to know who you were. Yeah. Which actually, uh, the whole issue of identity, mm-hmm. um, Chuck thinks he knows who she is. But then that whole scene with Graham, where he mentions that even Jenny is not who she really is. I love that we got to see how she was recruited. Yeah. I hope we get to see how Casey was recruited sometime soon. That would be cool. But, but yeah, I, I do. I have a theory, though, about the name thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, 
you were this this person here, this person in Wisconsin, you know, he sent me a list several aliases. And then he says, and yet on your birth certificate, it says, and she cuts him off. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, um, how about, how do you feel about the name Sarah Walker? What if Sarah Walker really is her name? Ooh. What, ooh, what if, what if he's offering her the chance to be who she really is? I, I, I don't think they would do that in any sort of secret service connotation. Like, I, I no, I, it, it's just not done. But I, I did think that that whole scene was inspired. I, I thought it was really, really cleverly done and um, added a lot of great information yet fit with everything we've seen so far. Yeah, I think so. And I think we are hopefully going to see Graham in more flashbacks since, of course, he was blown up in the season premiere. Blowed up real good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to see him kind of being a father figure for Sarah as if we get to flashback on some of her training, you know, I, I hope we get to see that. That would be very cool. Yeah. And, uh, there's apparently lots of discussion going on on the TrekTV.net forums. Oh my goodness. Yes. Lots and lots going on. I think we're for the season two spoiler discussion thread. I think we're up to like 160 pages. Wow. Yeah. Well, they've been going at it since we started posting back in June, the, the spoilers. So they've been speculating away. Um, the, the But then we actually have, and I have to preface that by saying that, or conclude that by saying that um, the spoilers section of the forum is available to members only. So mm-hmm. if you come to the forum, you're trying to find it and you can't, you have to actually be a member and logged in to see them. But the um, episode discussion threads are open to the public and there's a lot of good discussion going on there as well. And it was interesting to me to see it's becoming clearer and clearer as the episodes go, that there is a gender gap mm-hmm. with how these episodes are being viewed. I haven't seen it so extreme in on a uh, discussion boards for other shows that I visit. This is one where it's, and it's particularly in reference to the Chuck and Sarah relationship. Mm-hmm. It seems a, a lot of the, the guys on the board did not like that there were no, in in their words, there was no uh, progress in that relationship in this last episode. Hmm. Where the women that were watching it were like, what are you talking about? There's all kinds of stuff. But I think the difference is that where it was pretty overt in the first three episodes of the season, what you know, they're actually talking about things, mm-hmm. openly addressing the relationship. As uh, Schwartz and Fadak said, they were owning the romance right off the gate, right out of the gate. Yeah, which which they did. Well, in in this episode in Chuck versus the Cougars, it was a lot more subtle. Yeah, well, I I mean, I th- I thought that scene we mentioned already, where where Chuck said, "I don't need to know anything about you." Mm-hmm. I mean, boom! That to me was a huge jump in their relationship. Same here. It showed uh, a giant leap in maturity. Yeah. For Chuck. And it was a huge um, leap of faith for Sarah to even offer him the chance to ask him a question, mm-hmm. ask her a question. Um, and I have to believe that she would have answered it honestly. Yeah. At this point. So Sarah's got some major trust issues. And it seems like I, I think some of the, the men on the forum are thinking that she should be over it by now that Chuck's proven himself. And I can agree with that to an extent. But I, I think that they are underestimating how wounded she is from what's happened to her in the past. As we've seen now, she 
was tormented in high school, whether or not that was her real name, what happened to her was real yeah. for that character. And, you know, her dad being who he was, which we find out more later on. So that would be in the spoiler section. Um, but having him be arrested while she's in high school, um, Bryce's betrayal still, we saw she was finally getting some closure on that in the, the third episode. So these kinds of things, you know, they, they stick with the girl. So, well, and the fact that she can lose her job slash whole career if she messes up. Sure. That's a, you know, and if her, if her job is who she is, then that's a pretty big uh, issue when it comes to having this relationship, who she's going to choose. Yeah. So, and in breaking news and very exciting news for this geek, we've just been told that Dominic Monaghan is going to guest star in Chuck this season. He'll be in the 3D episode, which is episode 13, that's um, rumored to be airing the Monday after the Super Bowl on NBC. It's uh, Chuck versus the Third Dimension. So, yeah, Dominic Monaghan. How, how cool is that? From that, Lost? Yeah. From actually, from Lord of the Rings to Lost to Chuck. Yeah, that is so freaking cool. I'm so excited. The the Lord of the Rings geek in me is going mad over this. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. I'm very excited. Yeah. Speaking of Lost, he is playing another rock star when he gets to Chuck. He's playing a free-spirited British rock star targeted for death by a shadowy group of evildoers. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. <laughs> but Schwartz says that this is a very, very different kind of character from Charlie. He says he's a um, he's going to make a an in store appearance at the Bymore, and he ends up getting entangled in one of Chuck's spy games. And he's a lunatic in the best sense of the word. And there's no heroin addiction. Uh. <laughs> Referring to the Charlie character. <sighs> so. Well, I I never watched Lost, so but but I've seen Dominic, of course, Lord of the Rings, but I saw him before that. In, in a British mystery series, Hetty Wainthrop yeah. Mysteries. Uh-huh. Yes. That's where I first saw him. And uh, I knew he was destined for greatness. So him being on Chuck mm-hmm. is no surprise, but it's yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. It's nice to welcome him back to television. Exactly. So, yeah. So that episode is going to air on February 2nd, which is um, the Monday after NBC. And apparently NBC is airing some part of the game in 3D also. I'm not really sure how that's supposed to work, but that's why this episode of Chuck is kind of piggybacking off of that. So it should be interesting at the very least. So, yeah, check out Dominic Monaghan on Chuck on February 2nd. And we have a full interview with him from Asialo from EW. We had that posted at ChuckTV.net that you can read, you know, why he decided to come back to TV after Charlie was killed so tragically on Lost and kind of what he's been doing since then. So anyway, he sounds really excited. We'll see if there's going to be a um, kind of a nod to his character on Lost when he's on this episode, huh? Yeah, that would be interesting if he suddenly, you know, if they give him a line where he has to say, you all, everybody, you know, (laughs) that would be funny. It would be. So, yes. And uh, Asialo does say in his, um, interview that there's another potential lost tie-in but that is revealed in the print issue of entertainment weekly which is on sale um friday october 24th yes october 24th it'll be on sale so anyway so there we go big casting news for this week's podcast 
Anyway, we got to move along because we got a lot more stuff to cover. I'm going to roll right into listener emails. We got to have a whole bunch this week. First, we're going to start out with another email from Tina K from Baltimore. Liz, why don't you read that one? Okay, well, Tina says, ha ha, I guess the truth must come out now. She says, I guess I wasn't originally into the show because my dad was the one that wanted to watch it, and we don't share the same television likes. My husband and I are the same way. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a sci-fi, and I don't like sci-fi stuff. One day, it was about an hour before my dentist appointment, and it was on my TiVo, so I watched it. I became addicted and watched Chuck versus the Helicopter, Chuck versus the Tango, and Chuck versus the Wookiee all in one day. I fell in love with all of the characters except Bryce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'll throw Bryce a bone. <gasps> so ever, ever since that one fateful day... I've become addicted to the show. Thank you so much for including my letter on the show. I was in complete shock and extremely happy. I personally think the new season is awesome. I've missed the group invading my television every Monday. It's so exciting that they're back and better than ever. Also, thanks for watching my video. I was wondering if you knew, is there a Chuck soundtrack in the future? I personally love all of the songs. And she says, it's only four hours and nine minutes before a new Chuck comes on. (laughs) Obviously, she was. Uh, <laughs> I think we've got a convert here. Yeah. I think so. She's pretty enthusiastic. But yeah, that'd be cool to have a Chuck soundtrack. Yeah. Well, I did. Uh, I addressed that briefly um, in another podcast. Uh, I had posed that question to Tim Jones, and he didn't think that that was going to happen. And actually, to answer another person's question about uh, the Chuck score being um, released or or the sort of the background music being released. Um, at least during season one, Tim thought that wasn't going to happen. But who knows? I, all of this stuff is tied to ratings. If the ratings go really high, they say, hey, we can capitalize and get some money. So get more people to watch Chuck. There you go. You want a soundtrack? Bring up the viewership. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But in the meantime, you can, as we mentioned earlier, you can go to ChuckTV.net and click on the music tab. And it lists the songs. And for season two, we've got links to where you can download them. We're still going back and doing that on the season one list. But all of the songs for the episodes to date are listed if you want to track those down. Cool, man. Very user-friendly. Yes, we try. Yeah. Okay, next up, we hear from Sydney. She says, hi there, it's Sydney. Just wanted to comment on the episode that was on recently, Chuck versus the Breakup. It was an amazing episode. Not as good as Chuck versus the Seduction. I have seen that about 10 times already. <laughs> I guess she's a fan. Um, I love it so much. But the ending sucked, and I don't mean this in a it wasn't a good kind of way. I mean it as a SOB kind of way. I realize that they have to not let Chuck and Sarah be together because they want to keep the audience watching and so forth. But ah, uh, <laughs> oh, this is for your podcast. If I forgot to mention, I love <laughs> that podcast. I've seen everyone, and I watched the enhanced one on my iPod. Uh, I guess watched now because it was stolen. I was just wondering what yours, Liz, and Gray's opinions were on the matter. Uh, we we kind of commented on that episode already. Um, mm-hmm. Not too sure if you're still doing the whole you're pretty thing, but you <laughs> are pretty, and Liz and Gray is men pretty. <laughs> Talk See? to you later, Sydney. We will always do the you're pretty thing. That's right. We'll always accept that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I have I have to mention that I'm getting these these emails are coming in from Sydney literally minutes after the episode airs. Yeah. I mean, not even an hour later we we get that. So we have another one from her um later on about um Chuck versus the Cougars. Yeah. Too. So, you know. 
hey, Sydney, come join us on the message board mm-hmm. on the chucktv.net forum. And, you know, you can get faster feedback, but, you know, keep writing into the podcast too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You know, I, I got to say, I'm just guessing that Sydney is female because um, I know female Sydney's. But if Sydney, you're a guy, sorry about that. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, anyway, moving right along to uh, Liz, why don't you read Poppy from England's message? Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Poppy and I live in England. Yay for England. Yay. Like you guys, I am a huge fan of Chuck. I have all of season one on my iPod. I love rewatching them. So do I. And I also have the DVD box sets, which came out in August over here. By the way, just saying, I also love your podcast. It was the first one I had ever listened to. And I thought it was awesome. I really enjoyed listening to the interview with Tim Jones and was wondering if there was any chance of getting his work on iTunes. Do you know if they have it anywhere? I love the music that was playing at the end of Chuck vs. the Wookiee. Thanks a bundle for being so awesome. Liz is pretty. Poppy from England. Thank you, Poppy. <laughs> Thanks, Poppy. Um, and I, I did mention a Poppy in an, in a, in an email. Um, I'm going to pose that question to, to Tim Jones again, because um, who knows? Things may have changed there. But uh, yeah. anyway, uh, we hear again from Lou. Mel, do you want to read that one? I will. And uh, just a note that Lou is old Darth on the ChuckTV.net forums mm-hmm. for, for those people on the forums that are listening, because I know they are because they comment about it over there. Um, he says, Hey, podcast crew. Hope all is well. It's Lou from Ajax, Ontario again. Well, Chuck versus the breakup has played and as expected generated a lot of discussion on the forums. I loved how the talk between Chuck and Sarah was done. It left a lot of things open to interpretation. Interested to hear your thoughts on it. Keep up the great work. Cheers, Lou. Mm-hmm. So we did discuss that er- earlier uh, in this podcast, um, our impressions of, of what happened with the talk, but it's, it's major. And I think, uh, the the impact of that one scene is evident in the fact that we are calling it the talk in all capital letters. Mm-hmm. When we refer to it on the forum, it's capital T, capital A, capital L, capital K. The talk. Yeah, well, they're definitely pivotal moments in the in the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hear obviously. Again, from Sydney, because um, this <laughs> well, this is covering two episodes, so this is, I guess, uh, his or her. I'm guessing it's a her. I just I'm reading this as as her. Um, uh, man, you can tell how obsessed I am with Chuck. If I'm writing to you guys about it 45 minutes after it aired, I need a hobby, a non-Chuck hobby. That is, I mean, no, you don't. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck hobbies are fine. That's okay. And we're, I guess, we all. Or self-confessed Chuck hobbyists. Um, yes. I absolutely love this episode of Chuck, although the kiss from episode two still gives me butterflies. That's why I think Sydney's a, a, a woman. Um, mm-hmm. This definitely has to be my favorite Chuck episode of this se- season. The ending really shows us how much Chuck loves Sarah and how much she loves him back. What do you all think about it? Do you find the fact that Sarah kicked the old jocks behind well-deserved because personally I was waiting for either her Casey or Chuck to do it ever since they first showed him in her in her flashback and the fact that every time Casey would come in and beat up the bad guys Chuck got all the thank you was absolutely hysterical <laughs> let me know please Sydney again I almost wonder if we should cover the listener emails before we do the episode we probably should since yeah. a lot of the questions are things that we address ahead of time but um you know what that is she brings up a good point though the when Sarah goes out to the parking lot with the dick, the bully, mm-hmm. uh, the jock, and 
you know, she beats the crap out of him with yeah. two, you know, one, you know, a slap and a, and a roundhouse and he's down. Yeah. So I love that. She was between that and the, and the fight with um, Nicole Richie's Heather Chandler. She was really exercising some demons from her past. Yeah. We, I, I'm hoping that we see, Oh, not a, I don't think she's going to be immediately more open, but I think, I hope that we see a subtle change in Sarah's demeanor, at least towards Chuck and maybe Casey, where she's just a little less closed off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're definitely going to see that. Um, anyway, moving to, I guess, our sort of conclusion of the episode, because we're going to have spoilers after this. Um, we did want to mention, please visit us at chucktv.net at www.chuckpodcast.com. And also please vote for us at Podcast Alley. You can do new votes every month, and uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, we want to mention that we're going to try to do the next podcast in two weeks, and of course that'll be the start of our Jill arc. So I think it'll be definitely needed at that point. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so please send in your your listener emails so we can get them into the podcast. And also we are hoping we're we're getting close to booking some more interviews with the cast members. So hopefully we'll have another cast member interview coming really soon. Yay! I'm looking forward to hearing what they have to say about what's going on this season, what we're going to be seeing next. Yeah, that will be very cool. Um, so I guess for now we're signing off. If you don't want to hear spoilers, then you can. Listen to us next time. Um, If you do want to hear spoilers, we're going to roll right into it. Spoiler time! Spoilers! (laughs) Uh, So we're going to start with a sort of moderate spoiler, which is the official synopsis of Episode 5, Chuck versus Tom Sawyer. Uh, Mel, would you like to take that one? I would, although I think it's more relevant to you since it involves a Canadian band. Um, Life in espionage takes its toll on Chuck and everyone is taking notice. Chuck tries to explain his unusual behavior to Ellie and to the quirky buy more efficiency expert Emmett Milbarge, who is guest star Tony Hale from Arrested Development. But a new assignment only complicates things. After a global terrorist comes searching for Jeff, Chuck is forced to socialize with Jeff in order to find out what role the oddball plays in the mission. Sarah, Casey, and Chuck are all shocked when they discover that the fate of the world and the prevention of World War III rests in Jeff ha- Jeff's hands. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and we, we are hoping we can get an interview with Scott Krinsky, who plays Jeff. Um, by then, he's already expressed an interest, and we're just trying to book it. So hopefully we can get yeah. that. Um, and you can see uh, photos of that um, episode playing now on the enhanced podcast but also we have all of them in the chucktv.net gallery and there's some some pretty you know it involves jeff so there's some pretty pretty good ones Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh liz do you want to take the episode description for number six sure that's called chuck versus the x and i think a lot of people have been anticipating this episode um absence makes the heart grow fonder jordana brewster and tony hale guest star uh, and Chuck runs into his ex-girlfriend, Jill, while on a nerd herd call. In an attempt to save face, he lies to the girl who broke his heart and tells her that he is more successful than he really is. Uh-oh. When Chuck, Yeah, that sounds familiar. Didn't he do this before? <laughs> mm, I think so. 
When Chuck flashes on Jill's boss, a research scientist who may have developed a deadly bioweapon, he, Sarah, and Casey must find out if Jill is involved. Meanwhile, at the Buy More, Big Mike nearly chokes to death, which leads company efficiency expert Emmett to implement a mandatory CPR course taught by Captain Awesome. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, awesome yeah. at the Buy More. That's yes. going to be cool. Mm, and I yeah. believe we have pictures. We have pictures yes. um, from this episode in our gallery as well at ChuckTV.net. So we just um, added those, and there's some that are going to be making Sarah pretty jealous. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I think it's not going to be a surprise to anyone that uh, the Jill arc is one of the most highly anticipated um, few episodes. So I think the next few coming into the November sweeps are going to be really, really cool. You know, this show is just firing on all cylinders this season. Every week, I'm like, man, that was like the best one yet. And then the next week comes and, oh, my gosh, that was the best one. Yeah. yeah. And I think that trend is definitely going to continue, from at least from what we've seen so far. I agree. But moving way ahead to, yes. I can't believe we even have spoilers for episode 11 and 12. Um, episode 11, we don't even have a title yet, but this is the Christmas episode. And I love Christmas episodes. Of course, it's not going to be a time of good cheer for our friends. It's Christmas Eve, and a gunman is holding the Buy More employees, plus Sarah, Ellie, and Awesome hostage. Casey is injured and reluctantly allows himself to be one of the first hostages traded by Ned, the gunman, who just wants to go home to his family. Awesome draws on his football background to come up with a play to take out Ned, but Chuck knows how dangerous a scared man with a gun can be and begs Awesome to not be awesome. Um, as the negotiations continue, however, Chuck suddenly realizes that all is not what it seems. Someone here is Fulcrum, and they've figured out that something or someone in the Bymore is under government protection. Now Chuck has to decide whether to risk the lives of his friends and loved ones to keep the intersect secure or give Fulcrum what they want. Meanwhile, Morgan needs to make a bold statement to win back Anna's affections, and Chuck gives Sarah a, a very special gift, which makes her see just how much he cares about her. Ooh. I can't yeah. wait for that. This is the Christmas cliffhanger, I think. Yeah. I think this is, um, there was, there's a pretty big thing that happens at the end of this episode that's not included in these spoilers because I think um, Schwartz and Fadek might come to my house and kidnap me. Um, <laughs> but the, I, it's, it's ending on a, on a cliffhanger and I think um, that we will then go on our winter hiatus and then come back um, at the end of January is what I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. So, and I also should note that after I had uh, put up this outline for us for the podcast today, the rumored title for this episode came out. It's rumored to be Chuck, Chuck versus Santa Claus. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and uh, Mel, do you want to wrap us up with episode 12? Yes. Episode 12, which again is probably going to air at the end of January is called Chuck versus the best friend. We flash back to 1992, and 12-year-old Morgan is running from a bully, a female bully. She takes him down and is prepared to get even with him for spying on her when 12-year-old Chuck appears. Adorable and heroic, even in middle school, Chuck has Morgan's back. Young Morgan laments his girlfriendless state to young Chuck, but his friend predicts that one day they'll have girlfriends. Morgan suspects growing a beard will land the ladies. <laughs> Back to the present day, and Morgan is again lamenting his girlfriendless his girlfriendless status. This time, pining over Anna. Unfortunately for Anna, her new boyfriend Jason is mixed up with the Triad, a gang of Chinese bad guys. Chuck ends up undercover with Sarah at Jason's car showroom, along with Anna, trying to figure out Jason's connection to the Triad. 
Morgan, still 12 years old in some ways, is caught by the triad when he tags along to spy on Anna. In order to save Morgan's life, Chuck convinces the triad that Morgan isn't a spy. He's a loser, stalking Anna. A devastated Morgan, not knowing how close he came to death, feels betrayed by his best friend. Chuck doesn't have time to fix it, though, because the triad is targeting an ambassador, and Team Chuck has to save the day. Meanwhile, Jeff and Lester's friendship is undergoing a strain as well. Interesting. Um, am I just reading this weird, or Chuck and Sarah undercover with Anna? She's not in on it. She doesn't realize that they are undercover. Okay, okay. So they end up at the showroom undercover and Anna is there. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yes. And Anna, basically Anna's showing off her new boyfriend mm-hmm. and she still thinks that Chuck and Sarah are a couple. I so see, there's I a see. double okay. date thing going on and yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, oh my goodness. Can't wait to see all these upcoming episodes. They're going to be good. Yep. So we're going to sign off for this week. Thanks for listening. And we hope you uh, come back soon. It's going to be near the end of October. Um, when this comes out so you can get your October vote in and then a couple days later get your November vote in at Podcast Alley. All right. We'll see you next time. And I just want to give a shout out to Vernon and the guys. Bye, kids. See you next time.